is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line. You're on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika sports leader. I'm your man, Jacob Goins, here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Hope you're all doing well on this Tuesday afternoon. Sun is shining, wind is blowing. It's a beautiful day nearing the end of July here in the Auburn Opelika area. Hope you're all doing well this afternoon and today. We've got a lot to talk about here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. That's the number to put you through to me. Call in. Be on the line. I would love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. So much to talk about today here on Tuesday, July 26, 2022. Uh, the month of July has absolutely flown by. I mean, there is just no denying that, that the month of July has come and gone so quickly. It seems like it was just yesterday that I was back home in Birmingham selling fireworks for the 4th of July. And now here we are. It's July 26th. We're a week away from the month of August. I graduate in a couple weeks. School starts back up. Football's right around the corner. Uh, I mean, it, it, the summer has come and gone, and that is just a fact. But here we are, July 26th on a Tuesday afternoon here at the station, and we've got so much to talk about today here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Again, give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. Be a part of the show. Be on the line, 334-321-1390. And speaking of football, we are 39 days away from Auburn football kicking off the season. Even closer than that for college football in general to be kicking off, but we are 39 days away from Auburn kicking off the season on September 3rd. The countdown continues here on the show. We will have that every single day for you, the countdown to Auburn football kicking off. But to start the show today, we're going to talk some Auburn baseball because some news has come from the athletic department earlier today that Auburn has approved upgrades to Plainsman Park. It's something we have talked about quite a bit here on the show. We talked about it back during baseball season. Uh, having, you know, Lindsey Crosby coming on the show. Uh, plan to have him on later in the week to talk about Auburn baseball. We're obviously going to talk about this some more. We're going to talk about Auburn players getting drafted, and we'll have some Major League Baseball stuff from him as well. But in the past, we've had him on the show, and this was a big topic of discussion, was after Auburn made it back to the College World Series, Obviously, they fell short. They did win a game. Uh, they didn't obviously win at all, but they did make it back to the College World Series. And Lindsey and I would talk about quite a bit what needs to happen to make sure that Butch Thompson stays at Auburn. Because not that he's looking to leave, uh, but Butch Thompson is the best coach to probably uh, one of the best coaches and has the potential to be the best coach to ever coach Auburn baseball. I mean, look what, he's, what he is doing with Auburn baseball right now. Big-time recruits are coming to Auburn, even with the restrictions that Auburn has as a baseball program. 
He's taking teams to postseason play consistently, right? In the last three seasons, we've had two College World Series appearances, and you've had a couple of other postseason appearances, right? You have big-time players making big-time names for themselves. Players like Sonny Deshera, who take over college baseball with their name and their performance, and they're playing for Auburn. And then ultimately, guys are going to the MLB draft and they're playing professional baseball and making professional careers in the game of baseball after their time at Auburn University playing for Butch Thompson. And so the discussion has always been, what does Auburn need to do to make sure that Butch Thompson stays on the Plains? We talked about making upgrades to Plainsman Park and the facilities for Auburn baseball. We've seen it on the football side. You've all seen the major and massive football facility that's being built over there right now. I actually have not driven by it in about a week or so. I'm sure it's looking even nicer than it did the last time I saw it. It's going to be state of the art. It's going to be the best of the best. Why? Because that's what you have to do to compete in college athletics. You want the best players? You want to be the best program? You got to have the best facilities. You got to have the best stuff. That's why football is doing what they're doing. You saw where Auburn approved for new basketball facilities, for men's basketball only facilities. That is something that Bruce Pearl said I need to have for me to be coaching at Auburn. For me to be successful, this is what I need. I need new facilities. They need to be basketball-only facilities. Nothing against the volleyball team or anybody else. But men's basketball, if you want it to be big, if you want to compete with Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, all of those blue bloods, you have to have specific facilities for men's basketball. Auburn made it happen. Not only did they pay Bruce for life, they're giving him all of the facilities that he needs. On top of the arena that's already really nice, that is still what I would consider new. So you saw it with football, and you are going to see it with basketball. Same thing had to happen for baseball if you wanted it to be great. If you want your program to compete with other big-time programs from around the SEC and around the country, your facilities have to be up to par. And let's be honest, Auburn baseball's facilities in, in ballpark They're not up to par. They're not up to standards with a lot of the big-time programs around college baseball. You've seen schools from across the country invest millions and millions and millions of dollars over the past couple of years into their baseball programs. And look at the Southeastern Conference. It's yet another sport in baseball where the Southeastern Conference dominates postseason play. And they dominate with money in the athletic departments. And they dominate in money invested in their athletics programs. And so for Auburn baseball to be successful long term, and for Butch Thompson to be able to do what he needs to do to be sure that Auburn baseball is successful consistently down the stretch in in, in the next, what, 10 to 15 years, upgrades had to happen to Plainsman Park. And today that was approved, and that happened, and it was announced today that Auburn will be adding and upgrading to Plainsman Park. They're going to add three things. Here's what the email says, the three things in the little sentence description. I'm going to read them for you right now. The first one is a first base club. 
The expansion of first base stands, premium seating, club space, concessions, and improvements to the south entrance to Plainsman Park, and the future player performance terrace. So adding more seating, better seating, and overall a better experience down the first base line at Plainsman Park. The second is the right field terrace. The expansion of first base stands over the Josh Donaldson hitting lab to include premium seating as an enhanced concession experience. So sticking down the first base line, they're adding more seating and more premium seating down the first base line and having more concessions down there, which means more money to be brought in. Okay, so all of this has been down the first base line. More seating, better seating, and more concessions and more concession um, availability for the seats down the first base line. Now, this is the one that everybody's excited about, and this is the one that even Jack Hudden, when he comes on the show, we've talked about it with him. This is the one he wanted to see, and he sent me a text earlier today. He was so excited about it. He sent me a text before I even saw it, and he was so excited about it. The Green Monster Terrace. We all know what the Green Monster is out there in, in the outfield. It's massive. It is out there to imitate the Green Monster from Fenway Park in Boston. And Auburn has made themselves a fantastic place to visit because of the Green Monster. There is now a Green Monster Terrace that will be put in atop of the wall. It's something that Butch Thompson has talked about. It's something that I have talked about. It's something a lot of people around Auburn baseball have talked about. It says the addition of unique viewing area over the Green Monster, including improved concessions and restrooms to support patrons in left field. So they're going to have seats atop or above the big green wall, right? The green monster out in, in the outfield. They're going to have better seats, more viewing areas. They're going to add restrooms and concessions over there on left field for people to enjoy. How cool is that? How cool is that? The people spoke and Auburn heard it and they responded and they did exactly what the people wanted. They did exactly what Butch Thompson wanted. And I think all, the, all in all, this is a great thing for Auburn baseball. This is fantastic. You're adding more seats, you're adding better seats, and you're adding better fan experiences for fans who go to Plainsman Park. And what's important about this is it's not just for Auburn fans who are visiting Plainsman Park. This is for visiting fans to come to Plainsman Park. When they come and watch Auburn play, or they come and watch their team play against Auburn on the Plains. I feel like right now, Plainsman Park has become a place that a lot of people like, and they're like, oh, it was cool, right? But until the, the Green Monster was put in, there was really nothing that made people go out of their way to come see Auburn baseball in their home stadium. The Green Monster has added that, but why not give them the opportunity to sit atop of the Green Monster and watch baseball? Well, now they can. Right now, they can start to do that whenever all of this is completed. And not just those seats, but even down the first baseline, I feel like those are going to be more for your season ticket holders and your consistent Auburn baseball visiting or your consistent Auburn baseball fans who go to the games week in and week out during the baseball season. But there's nothing wrong with adding more seats and better seats and better fan experience for Auburn baseball. I think this is fantastic. It makes sense. 
it, it makes sense because the same situation we saw with football and especially the same situation we saw with basketball where you needed to do anything you could do to keep the coach in his position, talking about Bruce Pearl with basketball and now Butch Thompson with baseball, Auburn realized we've got to give them what they want. we got to give them what they need to keep them here at Auburn. Let's be honest. In basketball, if you let Bruce Pearl go, not saying they were going to, but let's say Auburn either didn't pay Bruce what he deserved or they didn't get him the facilities that he needed. If Bruce Pearl were to leave Auburn basketball, you are not going to get anybody better right now to coach Auburn basketball than Bruce Pearl. I feel very, very confident that is the same situation with Butch Thompson and Auburn baseball. There's some fantastic baseball coaches across the country. And Auburn, they did really good and lucked up when they found Butch Thompson in the way they did to bring him in and be the head coach. But look what he's done in such a short amount of time. And look how he's done it in this time that he's been here. And you can see what the future of Auburn baseball looks like with Butch Thompson at the helm. You can see it. We've already seen it. Auburn will win and can win a national championship under Butch Thompson. They can do it. But he just needed a little bit more. He said, look with what, look at what I'm doing with the limitations that we have right now. Imagine if I can get a few more things that I need to really make sure Auburn is the best place for a college baseball player to go. Right? For a high school player who's going to college, Auburn should be his first choice. Let's give them the reasons to choose Auburn. Is this perfect? No, I'm sure there's more stuff that Butch would like to have, but I think this is a pretty good start. It's a good start. You're adding better seats and more seats to, to, to Plainsman Park where we know during big-time SEC series, it sells out every weekend. right? I remember giving away tickets here on the show, and I know The Drive, the show that comes on after me, they would give away baseball tickets too, and you guys would snatch those things up quick. And I don't blame you. I'm so glad that you did. We loved giving those away. But people loved going to Auburn baseball games. And during big SEC weekend series, they would sell out. And they would be, and if they didn't sell out, the, v, the few tickets remaining for series like Vanderbilt and Alabama and Ole Miss, they would be selling for two or $300 a pop. Folks, that's football ticket money, not baseball. But that's great that Auburn has gotten to that point. And so now when you add more seats to Plainsman Park, obviously more people can go. When you add better seats to Plainsman Park, people can spend a little bit more and have the better seats and a quote-unquote better experience. And now that you have seats atop of the Green Monster out in the outfield, people who are not even Auburn fans or maybe not even a fan of the team that's playing may want to travel to Auburn and say, hey, let's go to Plainsman Park and sit atop of their Green Monster. That's a bucket list item for a lot of people. Right? That's a bucket list that they can add to their list and say, wow, that was a great ballpark. And you bring them to Auburn, and they t take part in the city and the town, and it all is just a big cycle. So I think this was great by Auburn and Auburn baseball. I'm glad that they got this done. I'm glad that it worked out. I'm sure there is more in the works down the road when money and, and time is, is available for Auburn baseball and what they want and what Butch Thompson wants to get done. But overall, 
all of these seating, and that's what all of this was, is seats. That's, all, that's pretty much all this is right now is seating. But I do think it was needed to make sure that Plainsman Park is the best that it could be for a fan experience. And we know that these are the things that have to happen if you want to keep a good head coach and make sure your program is one of the best, not just in the SEC, but across the entire country. Good for Auburn. Good for Auburn baseball. I'm excited to see how it looks. I'm also excited to see how long it takes and then ultimately you know, the, the response of the fans, the Auburn baseball fans and college baseball fans in general of what they're going to like and, and maybe dislike about the new seating and, of course, the seating atop of the Green Monster. Really excited. Congratulations to Auburn and Butch Thompson and Auburn baseball. Really, really excited to see these new upgrades to Plainsman Park. Hey, we're off and running here in hour number one on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. What do you think about all the new upgrades to Auburn baseball and Plainsman Park? I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Give me a call. You can be on the line. I'd love to hear from you about that or anything else on your mind in the sports world. 334-321-1390. Let's take our first break here in hour number one. When we come back, question of the day. We'll talk about that when we come back. In today's world of high gas prices, filling up has never been so rewarding thanks to the free app from Upside. I earned back $37 in the first month alone. I love the Upside app. I have my whole family using it now. And so far, we've earned back over $300. Upside is a total no-brainer, a free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, as much as 25 cents a gallon. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. You can't control the rising prices of gas, but thanks to Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Anytime you're ready to cash out, it's quick and easy to transfer your earnings to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code ESPN3 for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code ESPN3. Use code ESPN3 for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cashbacks not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Pure Vita, art, the outdoors, peaches, and more in the summer issue of East Alabama Living Magazine, available now at over 100 retailers. East Alabama Living is the longest-running lifestyle magazine that focuses on culture and art in our area. We travel to Costa Rica, explore the capital city, and swoon over herons in the summer issue. Pick up your free copy at over 100 retailers or visit eastalabamaliving.com to subscribe today. Thanks for listening to ESPN 1067. When you're in the mood for some country music, real country music that is, check out the all-new Tiger Country 1045 for the best country music ever made. If it's news talk you crave, you're in luck. We've also got the number one news talk station, WANI 98.7, now in its 25th year. No matter what you want to hear, the Auburn Network family of stations has you covered. The heat is on, and it's always better in a new Kia from KiaOfAuburn.com. Start with the all-new Kia Sportage. It's here, and you'll be ready for anything. Plus, at KiaOfAuburn.com, you can custom order your new Kia just the way you want. Or shop our selection of certified pre-owned Kias, where you get more for less. Selection, price, trade-in value. This summer, you get it all at KiaOfAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. Excludes tax, tax, registration fee, title, and $5.99 in the red. Expires 9622. 
Are you looking for a part-time position that offers full-time benefits, including health and retirement, while serving an important role in our community? Auburn City Schools is actively seeking additional bus drivers. You must have a clean driving record, and all training is provided, including CDL certification. For more information, please go to auburnschools.org or call 334-887-2100. Once again, if you're interested in becoming a bus driver for Auburn City Schools, visit auburnschools.org. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Back here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. A question of the day to you is this. Talking about Auburn baseball uh, announcing the upgrades to Plainsman Park, it got me thinking a little bit. Over the years, we've seen across Auburn Athletics, we've seen quite a bit of upgrades to uh, the facilities around Auburn Athletics, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, uh, softball, whatever it may be. Question of the day to you is this, and it kind of is limited to Auburn fans, but the question of the day, what has, over time, however long you've been an Auburn fan, it can be from the 80s, it could be last year, it doesn't matter to me, okay? What has been your favorite addition to any Auburn Athletics site, former or future, that's in the works? And so some of the examples that I thought of, you know, the Jumbotron for football, the new Jumbotron for the basketball arena, the new arena itself, right? Maybe you, you know, maybe that was your favorite upgrade was the brand new Auburn Arena, what is now Neville Arena being built, uh, the football press boxes, these new baseball additions, whatever it may be, whether it was in the past or it's something that's been announced that you were excited for, what is the, uh, you know, what is your favorite Auburn Athletics upgrade to a facility on site over there on campus. Give me a call. 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. That's the number to put you through to me. You can call in, be on the line. Answer the question of the day. What has been your favorite Auburn Athletics facility upgrade as your time or in your time as a fan? And you know, I started thinking about it and was trying to make, you know, that little list to give you guys some examples of what I'm talking about. And, you know, it's hard for me because I really, really love Auburn Arena, what is now Neville Arena, of course. When it, when it was built, it was Auburn Arena, so that's what we'll reference it as. But Auburn Arena is so nice, and it was so nice when it was built. And I still think, even though it's not, it's obviously not the biggest in the country, I still think it's one of the nicest in the country. And I've been to quite a few SEC road games. Uh, I've been to, oh, I'm trying to think. I've been to Kentucky at Rupp. I've been to Thompson Bowling for Tennessee. Been to Tuscaloosa for Alabama. Uh, I've been to the Hump at Mississippi State. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is that everything I've been to in the SEC? I've been to some outside of the SEC as well. But even all of those, I think from outside, inside, and everything, no, no bias Take the bias out of it. I really do think that Auburn Arena, now Neville Arena, is the nicest one that I've been to. Now, obviously, it is one of the newest, if not the newest one, uh, but it is so nice. And when they built it, I think it that's really when – you could tell Auburn was trying to invest in the basketball program and programs because of basketball, both men's and women's, and now volleyball playing in there too. Uh, moving on from the 
you know, from the Coliseum over to Auburn Arena. It's so nice. And then this past year, they added a new Jumbotron in Auburn Arena. They replaced the old one and made this one bigger. And they've now made it to where the old one was, you know, it's the big, it's the big square, right? The big cube, whatever you want to call it. And it had four separate screens. It would have one screen per side. But now they replaced it to where it's all just one giant screen that wraps around the corners. And so the corners are now rounded. In case you haven't been or haven't seen it, that's what they did. And honestly, I think it looks a lot nicer because now you can see at 360 degrees, there's no... Uh, there's no separation. It's just one giant screen. I think it looks really, really nice. And so I was a big fan of that addition as well. I'm excited about these new upgrades to Plainsman Park. I think the seating on top of the Green Monster is going to be so exciting. That's going to be a huge hit for fans. Uh, but let's just be honest. My favorite one was the massive Jumbotron that they put at Jordan-Hare Stadium. It seems like it's been forever ago. It's been there for a while now. And when they put it there... It was the biggest in college football, and that's what they were able to to announce and sell it as and uh, just hype it up because it was. It was the biggest screen in Jumbotron in college football, and I read somewhere that it was longer than the White House. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but I did read that somewhere, and so whether that's true or not, you all have seen it. You all know how big that Jumbotron at Jordan-Hare Stadium is. It is unbelievable. And it spoils you when you go somewhere else and they don't have one as big as that one that they have at Jordan-Hare Stadium. That thing is unbelievable. It looks good from both sides. You know, the, the back side's got the big AU on it. And uh, obviously, watching replay and watching other scores and, and everything, all of the information on the Jumbotron during the games that is super, super exciting to watch. And so, look, uh, that's my favorite addition. I think it's hard to pick against that just because of how just how awesome it is, right? It's so cool. And it, it, I, I don't know if you guys are like this, but when I'm at the football games at Jordan-Hare, I watch the play happen, right? Let's say it's a handoff to Tank up the middle. He goes for five or six yards. As soon as the play is dead... I immediately turn over to the Jumbotron and I watch the replay again. Or if there's a flag, I immediately turn to the Jumbotron and I watch it again. And I'll be honest with you, there's sometimes I get caught up and I watch the play on the Jumbotron instead of watching it right there on the field in front of me. Uh, I, I'll admit, I get caught doing that sometimes because it's so good and it's so nice and such high quality that I'll be watching the replay and when Auburn does up-tempo here and there, I'll just get caught up and just watch it on the TV because it's so nice and enjoyable to watch. Uh, but that's probably my favorite upgrade that I've seen to, to Auburn Athletics facilities. Uh, that thing is just unbelievable. And as a student, when I would sit in the student section, it's a, it's a fantastic piece of shade. I love sitting under that thing. Now, I didn't like having to turn around and look up to see something on the Jumbotron, but I did like it in September and October when the sun would be going back behind it and it gave some shade. I was a big fan of that. Uh, but ultimately, 
the Jumbotron at Jernhair Stadium. It's hard to beat. It's still the best one in college football, in my opinion, and I hope it's around for a long time. I hope they constantly kind of keep it up and make sure that it's up-to-date technology-wise and make sure that it still is one of the nicest in college football. But the Jumbotron at Jernhair, it's hard to beat, and we are spoiled, there's no doubt, as Auburn fans on game day watching pregame, during the game, and everything else on the massive Jumbotron at Jernhair Stadium. Halfway through hour number one, we got a lot more to go over. Stay tuned. Whole lot more coming up. This is The Edge Daily with Kevin Flanagan. Presented by the Orthopedic Clinic with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you. Proverbs 217 says, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God? Hi, I'm Kevin Flanagan with The Daily Edge. I meet lots of people who tell me that when they were young, they were serious about their faith. But now over time, it's just become less intense. One of the reasons I work with business leaders to determine strategies to influence their corporate environments is because I believe there are many men and women in the workforce who have that same story. We're told the majority of salvation decisions are made by children, but adults need that spark from childhood rekindled. Teens and college students become, quote, too smart, unquote, for their parents' faith. However, as adults moving into the world of work, marriage, and family, they soon discover their easy anti-God answers leave them feeling pretty empty, lost, powerless, and floundering. This verse is specifically about a woman walking away from her commitment before God when she was younger and finding herself lost. We are all prone to that experience when we decide we are beyond that, quote, fairy tale stuff, unquote, and able to live by our own philosophy. As the smart alecky response says, how's that working for you? We all need to return to a simple faith with the profound truths from early in our story. Today, whether young or old, return to your first love. Revelation 2, 4, and 5 says, yes, I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the right things you did at first. Now, go be the edge. My joints aren't what they used to be. Routine exercise, playing ball outside with the kids, riding bikes on vacation. I never worried about keeping up. But now, my joint pain has started slowing me down. I decided to make an appointment with the orthopedic clinic. Their surgical partners had the experience, technology, and personalized approach to care that I was looking for. Best of all, it was close to home. I'm thankful I chose the orthopedic clinic. Don't let joint pain slow you down. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule your appointments today. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. You are on the line with Jacob Goins. 
on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Halfway through hour number one here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika sports leader. Well, last week at SEC Media Days, I had the wonderful chance to sit down and talk with Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, uh, during SEC Media Days, live on the show at Radio Row. And it was a, a, a great conversation with him. He had a lot of great stuff to say. We talked a lot about college football and the Dodd Trophy that he is a part of and on the board of. I am just a a great guy, great man. I talked to him all week long. Uh, after you know, after I had my interview, I was able to see him almost every day and just said hi and talk to him and, and and you know get to know him a little bit. Not a ton because we were working, but what a great guy! And he has such a big history in the game of college football. And even though he did graduate from the University of Georgia, we won't hold that against him. He still does his TV and. Has his, you know, he has his show, the Tony Barnhart show with CBS, and he does so much in the game of college football. He's so knowledgeable and so nice. He's such a nice guy. Really enjoyed sitting down and talking to him. I'm going to play that interview right now in case you missed it last week. I sat down with Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, and a board member on the Dodd Trophy. Uh, got to sit down with him at SEC Media Days last week. Sit back, my conversation with Tony Barnhart. Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader, live from SEC Media Days on Radio Row here at the College Football Hall of Fame. I am joined by a very, very special guest, Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football and Bobby Dodd, Coach of the Year Foundation board member. Tony, thank you so much for sitting with me. I really do appreciate your time. Well, it's, it's good, to be, good to be with you. I know you're, uh, you're breaking into this business. Absolutely, yes. And you got a chance to do SEC Media Days. It is a great place to break in because there's so many good people to talk to and so many great storylines. So you're, you're in the right place. Well, it's been a great media day so far, and I know we have a lot more to go through in the next couple of days but wanted to start talking to you about this Dodd Trophy and for those of them you know our listeners that maybe don't know what it is or aren't super familiar with the Dodd Trophy can you explain what that is and the significance of it well let's start with Bobby Dodd the Bobby Dodd uh, a lot of people your age and, and younger and don't know who Bobby Dodd was he was a legendary Hall of Fame coach from Georgia Tech was the head coach of 1945 to 1966 and just is one of the most beloved coaches coaches uh, in the history of the game. Uh, I had an opportunity to go on the board of directors of the Bobby Dodd Foundation, Coach of the Year Foundation, about 12 years ago. I've been involved with the trophy. And, you know, what makes this, the Dodd Trophy is, it, it was the Bobby Dodd National Coach of the Year Award changed to the Dodd Trophy. And the Dodd Trophy is different uh, than other Coach of the Year awards. Those those are great. They reward a coach who's had a great year or has done an incredible job coaching his team, and that's really, really important. The Dodd Trophy goes a little bit step further. We get into how does his how do his players do academically? What do they do from a community service standpoint? What does the coach do from a conserve you know community service standpoint? How did how does his program fit into the broader educational mission of the university? And those things we are very proud of. Uh, a lot of neat people involved. We vote at the end of the year. We have a, a committee that votes under the end of the year. And the other thing that makes the Dodd Trophy special 
is that uh, the award is given on the campus of the recipient. We go to the campus. Uh, they set up a, a big banquet where he is honored by his, his, his fellow coaches on campus, the faculty, uh, the administration, and, and that really makes it a neat thing. We've, we've, been, uh, we've been to Texas. We've been to Notre Dame. We've been a bunch of places to present the Dodd Trophy, and it's, it, I'm just honored to have my name as part of it. We're talking to Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. What all has gone in to make all of that that you just talked about so special and make that a reality for the Dodd Trophy to be one of the biggest awards in college football and all of that comes with it? Well, one of the things that, that has been very good that has happened is, is Chick-fil-A. Uh, the Chick-fil-A Peace Bowl has come on as a presenting sponsor. And not only you know, Gary Stoken, the executive director and president uh, of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, not only have they been able to help from a uh, financial standpoint to support the award, but staff help and all that. You, you met a young man a little while ago who's helping get make sure I get to the right place to talk about it because I'd be I'd get lost wandering around here. But uh, the Chick Chick Fil A Peach Bowl folks really stepped up and made helped us make this more of a national award. And the fact that I'm going around to all these stops talking about it means that publicizing it is very important. But it's 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 a lot of people put a lot of heart. Jim Terry, who's the executive director and president of the Bobby Dodd Foundation, uh, a retiree from Coca-Cola. This was going to be his next big accomplishment, and he has done that. And so it is. Uh, it has done a lot of good, and it makes people take, okay, let's let's look beyond the scores. Let's look beyond the record. Let's look beyond what this coach is doing from a standpoint to make the world a better place and to give his players a more well-rounded experience. Well, there's so much good to talk about this Dodd Trophy and everything that comes with it. Let's talk about the preseason list a little bit and some of the coaches mm -hmm. that are on it uh, this coming up year, a couple that have caught your eye. Well, there are six, I think the, the number is there are 20 preseason coaches, six from the SEC, five from the ACC. Uh, you know, Nick Saban has won it. Nick Saban won it in 2014, uh, and he has done a tremendous work. But you sit there, you have the I don't have the list in front of me, but the list in front of you, you will show you the different uh, people who are nominated. We have a, the preseason watch list, as you remember, as you said, is is 20 coaches. Mm -hmm. And there's also, a, once the season gets started in September, there's a Bobby Dodd Coach of the Week where you recognize, hey, this guy did a special job, won a special game. Don't, it, it is a way to continue to promote the Dodd Trophy throughout the fall. Well, I really like that. You know, it's not just one thing at the end of the year. You right. get to say, and you get to see it and act on it every week of the season and throughout the entire year. I really, really like that. Talking to Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football and Bobby Dodd, Coach of the Year Foundation board member. Let me ask you this. Previous winners of this Dodd Trophy, what were some of the qualities and characteristics that they had that made them Dodd Trophy winners? Well, you, you think about uh, people like Vince Dooley. Uh, Vince Dooley was the very first recipient in 1976. By then, I think he had won four SEC championships, but had done just a, an incredible job of uh uh, of that, uh, on and on. Bill Bill Curry has won it. George O'Leary has won it. Uh, and these are these are all coaches who've done tremendous work as coaches, but wanted to give something more back to the community. And it's uh, as you get, look at it, it's a pretty impressive list. And so, what went into? I guess let me ask you this: How did it become more than just a yep. coach of the year on the field type of trophy with all of that other stuff, with academic success and you know leadership and all of that? How did all of that come about to make this great? 
trophy, the Dot Trophy? It's, it's a great question, and I think you have to give. I, I mentioned Jim Terry, who's the uh, president and CEO of the Bobby Dodd Coach of the Year Award Foundation. He wanted it, you know, and the people he dealt with. Coach, Coach Dodd was was I'll tell you a great story. Bill Curry. Bill Curry was a, a player for Coach Dodd, played 11 years in the NFL, played in two Super Bowls, was head coach uh, at uh, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Georgia State, Alabama, obviously. He was a guy who's been around, mm-hmm. and he speaks about Coach Dodd in glowing terms. He, he said, here's why I love Coach Dodd and, and the reason that we want this award to be special. Bill Curry was a, was a, a center at Georgia Tech. Uh, he was a little stubborn, <laughs> as he tells the story, and he just decided that his 8 a.m. algebra class, no, his 8 a.m. calculus class, oh, excuse me, his 8 a.m. calculus there class. There is a difference in those classes Oh, now. no question, because uh, I passed algebra and I didn't pass calculus. <laughs> I know I know that. Uh, he decided that an 8 o'clock calculus class just wasn't what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, he skipped a class, and before the day was out, he got a note on his locker telling him to report to uh, – it's now uh, Grant Field. Report to the stadium at 6 a.m. Well, one an assistant coach proceeded to run him close mm. to mm-hmm. total exhaustion. And Bill Curry said, that is when I decided that an 8 a.m. calculus class was exactly where I wanted to be. <laughs> wow. uh, but he said, but Coach Dodd did that. Coach Dodd was not, Coach Dodd is one of four men in the College Football Hall of Fame as both a player and a coach. Uh, Steve Spurrier's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamus Lonzo Stagg is one. Uh, and he, well, he, he comes from Galax, Virginia. He played at uh, he played at Tennessee and he, was, he said, I was not a good student. I was not a good student at all. He insisted that if he was, you were going to stay at Georgia Tech, you were going to be a good, you were going to go to class and take all the resources. Got to. He, and he insisted uh, on that, and he, he took tremendous pride in the academic accomplishments uh, of his players, and that's he is so beloved by his players because of what he did for them as men, not just as football players. Those are great stories. Talking to Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. Let's talk a little football as we are at SEC Media Days. It's been an exciting two days uh, with yesterday and today. What's caught your eye? Maybe caught your ear a little bit that's been said at the main podium so far in these first two days. Well, I really like what Commissioner Sankey said on the first day. Uh, Some people ask, because I've come to one or two of these, Mm -hmm. uh, they asked me, (laughs) so what's Commissioner Sankey going to say to Day. I said, well, I think he's going to say two things. He's going to stand up and say, you know, when it comes to conference expansion, we're good. Thanks. We're, we're okay. Uh, he, he's also going to say, you know, it's good to be us. We're sitting in a really good position. And he said both of those things. Yeah, he said them a lot more eloquently than I did. <laughs> but he said those things yesterday, and that's that's the, that's the case. Uh, we are learning today, for example, that uh, – Looks like Notre Dame is going to remain an independent. They're, they're going to be able to make the finances work for them. And and that's significant because the SEC doesn't need any more teams. You know, somebody said, well, don't you want to go to 20? Think about the math. This, this thing is not about football programs. It's about math. If the goal of the SEC is to maximize its payout to individual schools, the Big Ten has made it clear they're shooting for $100 million a year for each team. Right. I think the SEC would love to have that goal in their sights. Well, 
if you bring in, if you got 16 teams and you're paying 100 million dollars a year, do the math. You bring in two more teams, you got to generate 200 million dollars. Who out there <laughs> that you can bring in is going to generate 100 million dollars? And I think that's the issue is that trying is, to find that, that find is, who that is. That is the listen from a football standpoint. Additions like Clemson and Florida State would be great. Right. This isn't about football programs. This is about math. This is about because the, the first rule of college athletics is that nobody's going to take less money this year than they got last year. And you're not going to cut my payout $20 million just so you could bring in a couple of teams. No, any team that comes in has to pay for itself. And when you start talking about, you know, $100 million, that's, you know, that's almost real money. That's a, that's you know, a that's, lot of money. But, that's right. Well, Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate it. We are up against a break. Thank you so much for stopping by and, you know, talking about the Dodd Trophy and a little bit of football with me. It was fantastic. All right. Well, good luck to you. Okay? Thank you very much. You bet. Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, and Bobby Dodd, Coach of the Year Foundation board member, live here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line from Radio Row at SEC Media Days. Always good to have guests guest on the show, and what a fantastic one with Tony Barnhart. Mr. College Football. What a legend here in the game of college football. What a great interview that was with Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. I really, really enjoyed that interview from SEC Media Days last week. That was a week ago today, uh, talking to Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart, about the Dodd Trophy. And I really, really enjoyed talking to him about that and learning uh, how the Dodd Trophy became what it is and why the standards are so high for that Coach of the Year trophy and hearing the stories he had about Coach Dodd and, and you know the, the upcoming of that trophy and the coaches that win it, why they are the ones that win it, the qualities and the traits that they have as Dodd Trophy winners. Really enjoyed listening to those stories and then a little bit about college football today with Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, last week at SEC Media Days. I was sitting here listening back to it. And, uh, that's, that's the fourth or fifth time I've listened to it in the past week, and it's still so, so good. I really, really enjoyed that. And just a big thanks to Tony Barnhart and his media people for getting, uh, getting me in contact with him and setting an interview up last week at SEC Media Days. Really, really, really enjoyed that conversation. Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. Let's take our final break here in hour number one. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up with some Atlanta Braves talk. I'm sorry, folks. I jinxed it. I jinxed their game last night. We're going to talk about that. When we come back, we'll wrap up hour number one of the Tuesday edition of On the Line. The heat is on, and it's always better in a new Kia from KiaOfAuburn.com. Start with the all-new Kia Sportage. It's here, and you'll be ready for anything. Plus, at KiaOfAuburn.com, you can custom order your new Kia just the way you want. Or shop our selection of certified pre-owned Kias, where you get more for less. Selection, price, trade-in value. This summer, you get it all at KiaOfAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. Excludes tax, tax, registration fee, title, and 599 dealer advocacy. Expires 9622. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. 
Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. Thanks for listening to ESPN 1067. When you're in the mood for some country music, real country music that is, check out the all-new Tiger Country 1045 for the best country music ever made. If it's news talk you crave, you're in luck. We've also got the number one news talk station, WANI 98.7, now in its 25th year. No matter what you want to hear, the Auburn Network family of stations has you covered. Franklin Tire and Auto is your one-stop automotive shop. For quality, dependable tires, Franklin features Bridgestone, Firestone, and Yokohama. For complete car care, trust Franklin's ASE certified technicians. And for precision collision repair, Franklin's state-of-the-art body shop can fully restore any make or model. With free estimates, insurance claims welcome, and 24-hour towing, all at one stop since 1970. Franklin Tire and Auto, East University Drive, across from CC's Pizza, and at franklinautoinc.com. Thanks for listening to ESPN 1067. When you're in the mood for some country music, real country music that is, check out the all-new Tiger Country 1045 for the best country music ever made. If it's news talk you crave, you're in luck. We've also got the number one news talk station, WANI 98.7, now in its 25th year. No matter what you want to hear, the Auburn Network family of stations has you covered. The heat is on, and it's always better in a new Kia from KiaOfAuburn.com. Start with the all-new Kia Sportage. It's here, and you'll be ready for anything. Plus, at KiaOfAuburn.com, you can custom order your new Kia just the way you want. Or shop our selection of certified pre-owned Kias, where you get more for less. Selection, price, trade-in value. This summer, you get it all at KiaOfAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. Excludes tax, tax, registration fee, title, and $5.99. The interaction fee expires 9 6 Are you looking for a part-time position that offers full-time benefits, including health and retirement, while serving an important role in our community? Auburn City Schools is actively seeking additional bus drivers. You must have a clean driving record, and all training is provided, including CDL certification. For more information, please go to auburnschools.org or call 334-887-2100. Once again, if you're interested in becoming a bus driver for Auburn City Schools, visit auburnschools.org. My joints aren't what they used to be. Routine exercise, playing ball outside with the kids, riding bikes on vacation. I never worried about keeping up. But now, my joint pain has started slowing me down. I decided to make an appointment with the orthopedic clinic. Their surgical partners had the experience, technology, and personalized approach to care that I was looking for. Best of all, it was close to home. I'm thankful I chose the orthopedic clinic. Don't let joint pain slow you down. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule your appointment today. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up hour number one here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. 
Well, I apologize. I really do. I'm sorry. I talked about the Braves yesterday, and I said that they have not lost back-to-back games all month long here in the month of July. And then I went and jinxed it. And they did. They lost last night. Unfortunately, the Braves, they started uh, the series against the Phillies last night. And they were coming off of a 2-1 series win against the Angels, but they did lose on Sunday 9-1 to the Angels. They traveled up to Philadelphia. They started a three-game series with the Phillies, and the Braves lost 6-4 last night. So I jinxed it. I'm sorry. You can blame me. It's okay. You can blame me. But looking at it last night, the Braves, it was a blown lead. That's what it was. The Braves were winning. They played good, and then all of a sudden, it fell apart. They let up three runs in the eighth inning, and that was it. That's all she wrote. The Braves took a 3-0 lead in the the second inning. They gave up two in that second, so they were up by one. The Phillies scored in the third to tie it up at three apiece. The Braves scored one in the sixth. They were up four to three. Everything's looking good. The bottom of the eighth inning comes, and the Phillies score three. The Braves give it up, and they let Three runs in in the eighth inning, and the Phillies end up winning 6-4 to four to take game one of the series. So if you're Atlanta, you were playing fine. You were playing okay. You got four runs. You held them to three. You're doing fine. And then you give up three runs, bottom of the eighth, and you can't do anything top of the ninth. And that is all she wrote. The Braves lose their first game uh, against the Phillies in this three-game series. They lose back-to-back games for the first time in the month of July. And what hurts about this game and this series against the Phillies is it's a – uh, this is a uh, divisional game. This is a divisional series, right? These are these are very important games, games that you should be winning because you are better than the Phillies. But when you look at the standings right now, the Braves are two games back of the Mets and they are seven games ahead of the Phillies. And so if this is a series where you end up losing the series, or I'm not saying they're going to lose or get swept, but if you end up do getting swept, that's a huge swing in the team that's in third place, and that definitely takes a hit on your, on your tracking down of the New York Mets. Now, you're still only two games behind of the New York Mets, but you should be able to beat the Phillies. If you're the Braves, you're better than the Phillies. You are on the road. You were winning last night, and you blow it late in the game. I'm not worried. I think the Braves are going to be just fine, but I, I did jinx it, and so... Yeah, again, you can blame me. That's okay. I'll take the blame for that one. I think the Braves uh, are going to win tonight. You want to look at a pitching matchup. It's Strider going tonight for the Braves. If you are a Braves fan, you know exactly who I'm talking about, the mustached menace. He is just an unbelievable talent and has come in and dominated for the Braves so far this season. He is on the mound, and he's going up against Nola, uh, Aaron Noah for the Phillies. Should be a fantastic pitching matchup tonight. Should be a great game. Uh, it starts at, I believe, I believe 6 o'clock our time it does, 6.05 Central Time. Uh, if you get, it says it's on NBC Sports, so maybe you can get it on that, or if a local channel you can get carrying the Braves. Uh, but they start their game two against the Phillies in this three-game series tonight at 6 o'clock. And then, you know, just kind of looking ahead for the Braves in this and then their next series. We kind of talked about this yesterday. We'll talk some more about it uh, tomorrow in our Wednesday MLB update. They end the month with the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. So that should be, again, that should be a series you should take care of if you're the Atlanta Braves. Don't get swept by the Phillies. That's the biggest thing you can ask for. Don't get swept. Uh, Again, they are on a two-game losing streak for the first time all month long. I don't know if you can really consider two games a losing streak because if you win two games in a row, I don't call that a winning streak. Uh, But if you lose tonight, 
You're on a three-game losing streak for the Braves. Not where you want to be to end the month of July. That's it. Hour number one officially in the book. Stay tuned. Hour number two coming up. Like, uh, if you sometimes get a little tired of news, sports talk, various forms of new and old rock and roll, point your radio to another station in our family, Tiger Country 104.5. Also in brilliant hybrid digital HD radio format on 100.3 HD2, especially on weekdays and Saturdays from 6 to 10 because that's when our show's on. We're the Bud and Broadway Show, and we try to make life interesting with the best country music ever and a whole lot of laughs. The new Tiger Country 104.5. We'll see you there. Are you ready for the crazy? It's Crazy Casboys one year anniversary. It's Crazy Casboys back to school sale. It's Crazy Casboys crazy savings. 2510 Pepperell Parkway, Opelika, Alabama. Don't miss it. Crazy savings on everything you need for back to school. Come see us in Opelika. That's the last thing I needed, a tree through the roof. Now I'm going to have to find someone to get the tree off the house and the roof fixed. I hope your insurance covers this. I do too. Do you actually know if you're fully covered? Don't wait until it's too late. After something happens to find out that you're underinsured, the Brown Insurance Agency is here to make sure that you understand your policy and that you and your family are protected. Call Lance Brown at the Brown Insurance Agency at 334-758-0088. Lance Brown is located at 3051 Frederick Road in Opelika. Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, you know I'm a sports fan, you're a sports fan. You wouldn't be listening to this channel if you were not. So let's talk about sports from our perspective. The overwhelming majority of us, that's right, we're spectators. We're not even participants anymore. Our days are long gone up on the field, the pitch, whatever sport that you prefer. We watch as parents, grandparents, neighbors, friends, whatever it may be. Let me challenge you today to kind of check yourself as a spectator of sports. How often have you been at a Little League game and unfortunately there's been such a conflict that the police have to show up or you've been at a college football game and because of the emotion riding high, people have to be separated. One of the reasons that I love sports is not because of wins and losses, it's because of the lessons that it teaches us, the character that it builds. Sports is all throughout the Bible as an illustration of the life that we're called to live. Maybe we ought to live that life in the spectator seats, not just in the church pews. Y'all have a great day. Hey, this is Steve Long. And I'm Rob Newman. Tune in every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, right here on ESPN 106.7 FM for hunting, fishing, and loving every day in the great state of Alabama. That's the Cast and Blast Outdoors way. Join us every Saturday morning for all the latest and greatest that's happening in the outdoor world. Cast and Blast every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, broadcasting live on ESPN 106.7. W294AR Auburn, WGCCHD3 Waverly, Auburn Opelika's sports leader, ESPN 1067, a broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated.
following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. I'm your man, Jacob Goins, here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Hope you're all doing well on this Tuesday afternoon. Sun is shining. It's a beautiful day here in the Auburn Opelika area. Hour number one officially in the books. You know what that means. Hour number two officially underway here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. If you missed any of hour number one or any other of my shows, be sure to go and find the podcast. Just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. I will upload that immediately following today's show. I go in, I cut the commercials out. You can listen to it commercial-free, absolutely free, wherever you get your podcast or at ESPNAU.com. Make sure you go and find that. Just search on the line or, again, go to ESPNAU.com. Phone lines are open here in hour number two. I'd love to hear from you. Call in, be on the line. Anything on your mind in the sports world, anything I'm talking about that you want to chime in on, or anything else that pops into your mind that you want to talk about related to sports, give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. You can be a part of the show. Call in, be on the line. 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. That is the number to put you through to me here on the Tuesday edition of on the line. Well, let's start hour number two like we always do with making headlines here on Tuesday, July 26, 2022. We are 39 days away from the college football season for Auburn kicking off on September 3rd. 39 days. We have we have made it past the 40-day mark and we are off and running. 39 days away from Auburn football kicking off the season and I keep saying it. It's going to fly by. The month of July is almost over. And then August is almost here, which means high school season's here, which means high school and school in general is about to get started. High school football season's here. And then college football season is here. So we are so close, folks, so close. 39 days away from the college football season beginning for Auburn. Well, speaking of Auburn, it's not football news, but it is baseball news. Auburn and Auburn Baseball announced today that they will be making upgrades to Plainsman Park uh, in the upcoming years, I think. I don't know if there was a time frame on it. I'd have to look back and see. Uh, but Auburn announced today that they are or they have approved and will be moving forward with upgrades to Plainsman Park uh, with seating at the ballpark for Auburn over there next to Jordan-Hare Stadium. They are adding three new things to Plainsman Park, and here is what they are adding in the sentence description from Auburn themselves in the email uh, that I received today. They are adding a first base club which is the expansion of first base stands, premium seating, club space, concessions, and improvements to the south entrance to Plainsman Park and the future player performance terrace. 
So that is the first thing they're adding is the first base club, expansion of first base stands, premium seating, club space, concessions, and improvements to the south entrance to Plainsman Park and the future player performance terrace. So not only are they adding seats to the first baseline and making better seats, but they're also preparing for this future player performance terrace. So they're adding more and more seats to Plainsman Park for more fans to go, better seatings if you probably want to spend a little bit more money and have better seats to watch the game and better access to things, you can also do that. The second thing that they are adding is the right field terrace. So over there in right field where people were hanging out, they're going to add some seats over there. The expansion of the first base stands over the Josh Donaldson hitting lab to include premium seating and enhanced concession experience. So they will be adding seats, again, down the first base line and in the right field. It's the expansion of first base stands over the Josh Donaldson hitting lab to include premium seating and an enhanced concession experience, which means they're adding more seats out there in right. They're going to have more concessions, which means they're also going to put closer concession stands to those new seats. They're not going to make you go all the way from out there in right field and come all the way around and, and to get food, drinks, whatever it may be. They're going to add concessions out there, so you don't have to do that. But they're going to add more seating out there so more fans can come and watch the games. Now, here's the one that everybody's excited about, the one that everybody has, has been chirping about and asking for for a while. The Green Monster Terrace. The addition of a unique viewing area over the Green Monster, including improved concessions and restrooms to support patrons in left field. So atop of the Green Monster out in left, we all have seen it. We all know what it does and how cool it is. But you can't sit up there. And how cool would it be to be able to do that? You can do it at Fenway Park in Boston. And Auburn built one just like it. So why not put seats atop of the thing so you can actually sit there? Well, now you can do that. And Auburn has approved of the Green Monster Terrace. Again, it's the addition of a unique viewing area over the Green Monster, including improved concessions and restrooms to support patrons in left field. So those are the three additions that Auburn approved today to be added to Plainsman Park uh, in due time. And so really excited to see what that's going to look like, excited to see the execution of that. And these are just some of the things that, I think Auburn realized it, the fans have realized it, and Butch Thompson definitely realized it, that Auburn needed uh, with facilities-wise at Plainsman Park. And really when you look up and down, the gist of this is more seats and better seats for Auburn fans, for visiting fans, for students, whoever it may be, if you are going to Plainsman Park, you're going to have more seats, better seats, and a better experience of viewing and concessions and, and restrooms and everything like that. It's just going to be a better overall experience for baseball fans when they head over to Plainsman Park here on the Plains. Really excited for that. I think it was much needed. It's been something that everybody has been asking for, and Auburn finally gets it approved. I don't know if they gave an amount. I don't think they did. Uh, gave an amount on how much it's going to cost or how long it's going to take. Uh, if they did, I missed that, but I don't think they did. Uh, but I'm sure that it will be as soon as possible that they're going to try and get this thing knocked out. And I'm excited to see what it looks like. And if it's worth it, I think it will be. 
And it's obviously something that Butch Thompson has been asking for for a while, and I'm sure there's more to come even on top of this. So Auburn baseball getting some additions to Plainsman Park. It was approved today by Auburn University. Moving on and making headlines, well, SEC Media Days was last week. Big Ten Media Days has been going on this week. And the news coming out of it is when the commissioner took the stage and basically he had the saying of, we're open to expanding past UCLA and USC. We all know the news of those two major schools and programs joining the Big Ten in just a couple of years. They'll be leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big Ten. And... We've all kind of realized that the Big Ten is probably pushing towards 20 teams. We've talked about this expansion conversation a lot, just like everybody else. But it it really is just speculation until something actually happens, like UCLA and USC being added to the Big Ten. Until something like that happens, all it is is speculation. But with the commissioner of the Big Ten... He said, we're open to expanding past those teams. And so that opens up that possibility of going and finding four more teams to join the Big Ten. I think it'll be a school like Notre Dame, especially if the Big Ten is able to give them $100 million per year with TV deals like they've been talking about. If they can give $100 million per school per season for TV, come on, man. That's a, I mean, that's hard to beat. And so the Big Ten is looking to add more teams. I think we all realize that, and we all have known that. But coming out of media days for the Big Ten, that is the message that has been received is the Big Ten is open to going after more teams. I don't know if they're going to be in a huge, huge rush to do that. We're going to have to see what the adjustment period looks like, not just for UCLA and USC to the Big Ten, but I think they're going to wait and see what the adjustment period is for Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC. I think they want to know how this is going to shape up and how it's going to work out. Does the SEC go after some more teams in their expansion, or do they hang tight and maybe not so fast? Does the Big Ten, when they add UCLA and USC, does it not go well and they realize, wow, maybe we shouldn't have done this? Or maybe it goes really well, and they say, man, we can add even more teams. Let's become the biggest conference in college football. Maybe that's what they'll try to do. I'm not too sure. I think it'll be a minute before... They add even more teams. I think they're going to wait and see how the next couple of years play out. But overall, I think the Big Ten will end up getting to 20 teams. I think that is their goal. That's what they want to do, but they want to make sure they get the right teams, the biggest names, and the biggest markets. And they've started out pretty well. You picked up USC and UCLA. Those are big markets, not maybe necessarily in your region, but you picked them up. They're on the other side of the country, but that's okay. I think they're going to go after Notre Dame uh, with their fan base, who is literally across the entire country and will tune in. If you put it on a random YouTube channel, they are going to tune in and watch it. I think their money is there. I think it's smart for them to go after that, and I think it's smart for Notre Dame to join the Big Ten. We'll see how that goes. Uh, But ultimately, the Big Ten is looking to expand more and find more teams outside of UCLA and USC. Moving on in making headlines, the Atlanta Braves last night, they started their three-game series against the Philadelphia Phillies, and I jinxed it. I said they had not lost back-to-back games all month long in this month of July, and that's exactly what they did last night. They turned around and they lost two games in a row. They were coming off of the series against the LA Angels after winning on Friday and Saturday. They did lose on Sunday in a 9-1, to you could call that a blowout, and then 
They turned around last night. They jump on the Phillies early. They let them tie it up. It was 3-3. The Braves scored one in the sixth. They were on top 4-3. to three. Things were looking good. They get to the eighth inning, and they give up three runs, and the Braves lose 6-3 to three in the series opener against the Phillies in Philadelphia for the first time all month long. The Braves are on a two-game losing streak. They do have two more against the Phillies. Uh, tonight and tomorrow. It's a huge pitching matchup tonight uh, for the Braves and the Phillies. It's Strider going for the Braves and Aaron Nola going for the Philadelphia Phillies. I think the Braves are the better team. They should win tonight. They should win the series. And what's so important about this one is it's a divisional series. The Phillies are right behind the Braves in the standings. They're about seven games back, but they are behind the Braves. And with the Braves still trying to chase down the Mets, these are important games. I've talked about this to end this month. You've got to win these games. We've seen the beginning of August. It's a brutal stretch for the Braves those first three weeks. You've got to win these games against the Phillies, win these games against the Diamondbacks coming up, and then the Braves, they get into a tough, tough stretch to start the month of August. Braves have two more against the Phillies tonight at 6 and then on Wednesday at 11.30. So we'll be able to talk about that one live here on the show on Wednesday. So, or that's tomorrow. So looking forward to that. A couple of more headlines here before we take our first break at hour number two. The, uh, the, oh, let's see. I was trying to, trying to find it. I got it now on ESPN. The way too early top 25 for college men's basketball uh, has been released via ESPN. They've updated it the way too early top 25 on just kind of looking at this upcoming season. What are some of the adjustments, some of the moves in the standings? And I'm going to be honest, I don't remember where Auburn was last time. I want to say top 20 somewhere. Uh, I'm sure this will tell us. But as of right now, just kind of looking up and down, North Carolina still the number one team. It has the previous, so we'll kind of run through this quickly. North Carolina still number one, Gonzaga number two. Houston, number three, Kentucky, number four, and Duke, number five. So that did not change since the last time ESPN did their way too early top 25 for basketball. Then you start looking down. Kansas still at six. Creighton still at seven. Baylor still at eight. Man, not much has changed in this. Arkansas has moved up from 10. They are now number nine. We know the talent that they are going to have this upcoming basketball season. UCLA, they moved down to 10, so they just switched with Arkansas. Uh, looking at uh, literally not a ton has changed in this. Auburn is 13. They have moved down from 12. I don't really know what has really happened in the last couple of weeks to make them drop from 13, or excuse me, drop from 12 to 13, but whatever. Auburn is 13, so they're top 15 uh, in this way too early top 25. And the paragraph on the ESPN site says this says Bruce Pearl lost two of the most impactful players in college basketball with the departures of top three pick Jabari Smith and Naismith Defensive Player of the Year Walker Kessler, but he's prepared to replace them with incoming freshman Yoan Traore and Moorhead State transfer Janai Broom. How did the newcomers compare to last season's duo? Traore boosted his stock dramatically last spring and summer. He's a versatile 6'11 forward who can run the floor, make shots and from the perimeter, and even put it on the deck some. Broom has been one of the best shot blockers and rebounders in the country the past two years, but it is capable of dominating on the offensive end. He has struggled a bit in games against high major competition, but he was one of the best transfers on the market this spring. That's the paragraph under the Auburn Tigers uh, ranking in the way too early top 25 on ESPN.com. And the projected starting lineup right now, Wendell Green, KD Johnson, Alan Flanagan, Yoan Traore, 
and Janai Broom. That is your projected starting lineup as of right now. Who knows what it's going to be? There's a long way away from basketball season, but it's interesting to see what they're looking at, what they're talking about. Auburn has 13 in the way too early, top 25. Tennessee was above them at 12, trying to go through and find the rest of the SEC teams. Uh, looking, there may not be any. Alabama at 20. And then, let's see, is there any more SEC teams wrapping this up? There are not. So the next in line, there's no more SEC teams. So looking at uh, Kentucky, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, and Auburn. So five teams in the way too early, top 25. Not too bad for the month of July. Well, that's all I got for making headlines, folks. Let's take our first break here in hour number two. Phone lines are open. What's on your mind? Give me a call. Be on the line. I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. We have the question of the day coming up on the other side of this break in case you missed it back in hour number one. We're going to talk about that when we come back here in hour number two on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Thanks for listening to ESPN 1067. When you're in the mood for some country music, real country music that is, check out the all-new Tiger Country 104.5 for the best country music ever made. If it's news talk you crave, you're in luck. We've also got the number one news talk station, WANI 98.7, now in its 25th year. No matter what you want to hear, the Auburn Network family of stations has you covered. The heat is on, and it's always better in a new Kia from KiaOfAuburn.com. Start with the all-new Kia Sportage. It's here, and you'll be ready for anything. Plus, at KiaOfAuburn.com, you can custom order your new Kia just the way you want. Or shop our selection of certified pre-owned Kias, where you get more for less selection, price, trade-in value. This summer, you get it all at KiaOfAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. Excludes tax, tax, registration fee, title, and $599 in the red. Expires 9622. Auburn Networks LLC is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information about employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notifications of job vacancies with our stations, please notify us at P.O. Box 950, Auburn, Alabama 36831 or at info at com. You can also call 334-826-2929. Auburn Networks LLC is an equal opportunity employer. If you own a small or mid-sized business, you know that navigating financing options is more challenging every day. Or maybe you're one of the many who've looked at life and decided now is the time to start your own venture. Either way, the Lee Russell Council of Governments Revolving Loan Fund could be your answer. That's because the RLF joins with a private lender to fund your loan, so you provide only 10% of the loan amount. RLF loan rates and longer financing terms can mean lower debt service for your business, too. As an economic development program, RLF's mission is to create and retain good local jobs through small and mid-sized businesses exactly like yours. So find out more. If you're a resident of Lee or Russell counties, call 334-749-5264 or go to lrcog.com to learn how the Lee Russell Council of Governments RLF can help your business expand, improve, or get started. Equal Opportunity Lender. Are you ready for the crazy? It's Crazy Casboys one year anniversary. It's Crazy Casboys back to school sale. It's Crazy Casboys crazy savings. 2510 Pepperell Parkway, Opelika, Alabama. Don't miss it. Crazy savings on everything you need for back to school. Come see us in Opelika. 
The heat is on, and it's always better in a new Kia from KiaOfAuburn.com. Start with the all-new Kia Sportage. It's here, and you'll be ready for anything. Plus, at KiaOfAuburn.com, you can custom order your new Kia just the way you want. Or shop our selection of certified pre-owned Kias, where you get more for less. Selection, price, trade-in value. This summer, you get it all at KiaOfAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. Excludes tax, tax, registration fee, title, and 599 the interaction fee. Expires 9622. Hello, Auburn Opelika. If you sometimes get a little tired of new sports talk, various forms of new and old rock and roll, point your radio to another station in our family, Tiger Country 104.5. Also in brilliant hybrid digital HD radio format on 100.3 HD2, especially on weekdays and Saturdays from 6 to 10 because that's when our show's on. We're the Button Broadway Show, and we try to make life interesting with the best country music ever and a whole lot of laughs. The new Tiger Country 104.5. We'll see you there. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Question of the day for you here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line is this. We talked about it back in hour number one. Uh, with the new Auburn baseball upgrades to Plainsman Park, the question of the day to you is this. Over the years of you being an Auburn fan, no matter if it's, if it's been two years or 50 years, over your time as an Auburn fan, what has been your favorite addition to any Auburn athletics facility so far in your lifetime? Uh, talking about whether it's the football stadium, a basketball arena, the baseball's field, softball field, equestrian, whatever it may be, what is your favorite upgrade to any Auburn athletics facility during your time as a fandom? That is the question to you. Give me a call, 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. You know, some examples I came up with, the football the, the football Jumbotron, uh, the, the, new, the new basketball arena, the new Jumbotron in the basketball arena that they replaced this past year, the football press boxes, this new additions to the baseball field. Maybe these are what you're excited about the most with the seats atop the big green monster. Uh, whatever it may be, what is your favorite addition to an Auburn athletic facility? Give me a call, 334-321-1390. That's the number to put you through to me. And look, if you ask me, it's the, the football jumbotron, right? There's a lot of great additions that Auburn has done over the years to uh, to their facilities around athletics. The press boxes at football, they're very nice. Okay, I've been in them. I've, I've gone in there and covered games, and they are very nice. They kind of stick out. They're not the prettiest things you've ever seen, uh, but they are really, really nice, and uh, it was a good way to fill the space, I guess, uh, but nothing compares to, to that massive screen that they put in the end zone uh, it is, everybody knows, you know what it looks like, you know how big it is and how nice it is watching replay and watching the, even during pregame when they put, when they'll be playing games that are going on around the country, they put that on the Jumbotron. I always love doing that because as a student, we have to get there about eight hours early, it seems like, and sit there. It's really like two hours, but that's still a long time when it's 
you know, middle of September in the state of Alabama, it's 110 degrees and all you can do is sit there in the beating sun and wait for nothing until, until the game starts. But they would put a game on the screen. You get to watch that. I was saying back in the first hour, I catch myself a lot of times when the play happens, as soon as it's blown dead, I immediately turn over to the Jumbotron and I watch the replay, especially if there is an, as a, a call like a penalty or even a bad call or something like that. We're all looking at the Jumbotron and you know, you know, during the game, players, coaches, and officials are all looking at that Jumbotron at some point. I'm always curious when they're going and looking under review, right, when there's a penalty call during the game at Jordan-Hare and the, the head ref runs over and he puts the little headset on and looks at the tiny little screen and all of the other refs just stand back behind him posted up waiting on the result and they're all watching it. You know they are. You know they're all watching the Jumbotron and especially when it's a bad call and 87,000 fans lose their minds because they see that the call was wrong and the other officials are just kind of standing there waiting on the call to be made for Birmingham. Uh, you know they're watching it. You know they are. You know it. You, I know that they are doing it. And you know that they're doing it. And so I always think that's really, really funny. But I was saying earlier too, a lot of times I'll be watching the replay on the Jumbotron and I'll catch myself watching the next play on the Jumbotron. I won't turn back to the field because the quality's so good. And as far as I know, they've, they've rarely had trouble with the Jumbotron. They have in the past, uh, but rarely. And it seems like they keep it up to date and it seems pretty nice. That is probably my favorite addition uh, to any Auburn facility. I, I talked about, too, I really, really like the new Jumbotron they put in uh, Auburn Arena, which is now Neville Arena. I really like that. They made it all one big rounded screen instead of four separate sides of the screen. I think that's really, really nice. But I'm also really excited about these new seating uh, at Plainsman Park. I think it's much needed, and... You put a giant green wall out in left field, just like they do at Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts, where you can sit on top of it, by the way, and you are not going to put seats on top of it? No, that didn't go over well. I mean, we had people, I had Jack Cudden in the studio talking about putting a, like a major forklift or with a platform on it out there so people could sit on this thing. And I asked him, I said, where do you go to the bathroom? He said, I don't know. I don't know. That's not the problem. We want to sit atop of the big green monster, the wall out there. And so now Auburn is planning on doing that. Really excited that they are doing that. I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, I, but just so many great additions over the years to Auburn Athletics and the facilities over there on campus. Auburn has some of the nicest facilities in college football. I'm really excited to see the new football on the, the new facility that they're building for football. Uh, I'm not sure how much we will be able to see it, of course, but getting to see all the pictures and videos, especially when it finally opens up and the players and coaches get to go in it for the first time, you know we're going to have tons of videos from the editing team and the players and the coaches of them doing walkthroughs and stuff. So really excited to see that. And what's important, and the reason that they do these things, right, they add this stuff for the fans for the players, for the coaches, and for the programs, right? Auburn does not go and spend millions and millions and millions of dollars just to say because it looks pretty or because it looks nice. No, they do it to make sure that they are enhancing the fan experience as best as they can. That's why they added a massive jumbotron at Jordan-Hare Stadium. 
They did it for the fans because it's cool and the fans love it. And they were able to advertise and say, we have the biggest screen in college football. They go and build new facilities for football and for basketball and now for baseball to say, look at what we're doing for our programs to make sure that we are the best that we can be, that we are the best program that you can come to as a high school player. That's why they do it. That's why they do it for the fans. So they keep coming back and have a reason to come and not watch it on TV because we know how the market is going and how viewership for sports is going. It's going to TV. They do it for that. They do it for recruits to say, this is where you want to be. Look at our most up-to-date technology and our most up-to-date facilities. And then ultimately, yeah, because it looks cool. But that's not the main reason. That's not the main reason. But it's still really cool to see what they do. I'm glad that baseball is getting it because football and basketball did. Now it's baseball's turn. 30 more minutes here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. We're going to talk some college football scheduling when we come back. Stay tuned. Opelika, if you sometimes get a little tired of news, sports talk, various forms of new and old rock and roll, point your radio to another station in our family, Tiger Country 104.5. Also in brilliant hybrid digital HD radio format on 100.3 HD2, especially on weekdays and Saturdays from 6 to 10 because that's when our show's on. We're the Button Broadway Show, and we try to make life interesting with the best country music ever and a whole lot of laughs. The new Tiger Country 104.5. We'll see you there. Hey, I'm Cam here from University Ace Hardware. And what I love about working at University Ace Hardware is we truly care about your customer experience. We want the best for every customer that comes in our door. And we want to see you again and again because we just love this community. I've been at Ace Hardware about three months now. At University Ace Hardware, we are about compassion and service. And we want each customer to feel special when they come in. And that we truly care about their lives, their day, and their projects. College football is now in every way that matters a professional sport. Quarterbacks are signing six-figure endorsement deals. That's the definition of professional, right? Like it, don't like it, doesn't matter. Good or bad, doesn't matter. That's what's happening. College sports are now just another element of professional sports. Just a different division, a different league. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Mornings 9 to 11 on ESPN 1067. Vita, art, the outdoors, peaches, and more in the summer issue of East Alabama Living magazine, available now at over 100 retailers. East Alabama Living is the longest-running lifestyle magazine that focuses on culture and art in our area. We travel to Costa Rica, explore the capital city, and swoon over herons in the summer issue. Pick up your free copy at over 100 retailers or visit eastalabamaliving.com to subscribe today. This is Doug Amos inviting you to join former Auburn quarterback Charlie Trotman, Daryl Daprich, and me each weekday on ESPN 106.7 for the Max Roundtable. From 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., you can call us, text us, or just sit back and listen as we discuss all things Auburn while keeping our eyes on the entire Southeastern Conference as well. Come spend your middays with Charlie, Daryl, and me on the Max Roundtable in Auburn, Opelika on ESPN 106.7 and enjoy all the fun. 
Hello, Auburn, Opelika. If you sometimes get a little tired of news, sports talk, various forms of new and old rock and roll, point your radio to another station in our family, Tiger Country 104.5. Also in brilliant hybrid digital HD radio format on 100.3 HD2, especially on weekdays and Saturdays from 6 to 10 because that's when our show's on. We're the Bud and Broadway Show, and we try to make life interesting with the best country music ever and a whole lot of laughs. The new Tiger Country 104.5. We'll see you there. The heat is on, and it's always better in a new Kia from KiaOfAuburn.com. Start with the all-new Kia Sportage. It's here, and you'll be ready for anything. Plus, at KiaOfAuburn.com, you can custom order your new Kia just the way you want. Or shop our selection of certified pre-owned Kias, where you get more for less. Selection, price, trade-in value. This summer, you get it all at KiaOfAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. Excludes tax, tax, registration fee, title, and 599 dealer Expires 9 6 Pure Vita, art, the outdoors, peaches, and more in the summer issue of East Alabama Living magazine, available now at over 100 retailers. East Alabama Living is the longest-running lifestyle magazine that focuses on culture and art in our area. We travel to Costa Rica, explore the capital city, and swoon over herons in the summer issue. Pick up your free copy at over 100 retailers or visit eastalabamaliving.com to subscribe today. the line with Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 more minutes here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader on the line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. If you've missed any of today's show, make sure you go and find the podcast. Just search On the Line wherever you get your podcast. Also, you can find it at ESPNAU.com. That's ESPNAU.com. You can listen to uh, my previous shows or The Drive, their previous shows. It's also on there. Just go to ESPNAU.com. Well, 30 more minutes. Again, phone lines are open. You can give me a call, 334-321-1390. Anything on your mind in the sports world, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Some breaking news coming out of the NFL for any of you fans that are curious. Julio Jones, who played for the wide receivers for so long and was one of the best receivers in the league for a long, long time. Seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Julio Jones is set to join Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season. So that is breaking news out of the NFL. Because we all know that Tom Brady just needed some more help. He just he's he can't do it on his own. Tom Brady needed another receiver. He needed somebody to throw the football to. He's getting a little desperate down there, right? He he's He's getting a little worried down there that he can't win without some help. I'm just kidding. We all know Tom Brady is the GOAT, and unfortunately, he is the GOAT. But Julio Jones, seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver, is heading to Tampa Bay. Just got that news uh, from Bleacher Report about two minutes ago during the break. So, uh, like, Tom Brady needs the freaking help. But here we go. He's got it. He's got Julio Jones. Now, one thing about Julio Jones is he is getting older. So that has limited him a little bit. Uh, but we know how how dangerous him and Matt Ryan were in Atlanta. But I just think him and Matt Ryan had gotten so old, not in a bad way, but in their NFL careers, they were older than most. And you could see it when they were playing together. But that is the breaking news out of the NFL. Julio Jones joining Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is not what I wanted to talk about. So we will move on from that. But I thought that was very important to talk about on ESPN. There is an article at ESPN.com, 
and it is the 2022 college football schedule superlatives. Whose slate is hardest, easiest, and everything in between? It's from Chris Lowe, ESPN senior writer. Uh, He does fantastic work. It got released this morning. And it's talking about who has the toughest overall schedule, the easiest overall schedule, and some of the teams that are right there in between. I'm going to go through, kind of break this down a little bit. See, I, I have not looked at this. This is the first time I've looked at it. So you and I are going through this together. And we're going to see if they've got Auburn on here, where they have Auburn, if so. And we'll talk about some of the teams that are from the SEC. And I'm scrolling down, looking at it right now. And the toughest overall Power 5 schedule is the Arkansas Razorbacks. And when you look at the schedule, there's no doubt about it. Arkansas' schedule is extremely tough. It was a big conversation uh, at SEC Media Days last week, uh, just how tough it is for Arkansas this season. And it's really all season long. You look at, like I'm telling you, you look at the start of the season, the middle, and the end, and it really does not give up a whole lot. They start the season with Cincinnati. Of course, they scheduled that years ago. But they start the season with the Cincinnati Bearcats, who are coming off of a college football playoff berth. Now, we know that Cincinnati lost most of the talent off of that team, and they will probably not be back to the college football playoff for a while. But why would you want to play Cincinnati right now? I wouldn't. If Auburn had to play Cincinnati first game, I would be worried. I would. I would be worried if Auburn had to play Cincinnati first game just because you don't know how your team is going to come out. Cincinnati's going to be ready because they still feel that they are a top-tier college football program and can compete with the SEC. I like Cincinnati, but they cannot compete with the SEC. But, or, so Arkansas has to play Cincinnati week one, South Carolina week two. Then they have to play Missouri State. So there's your one cupcake game. So they already have an SEC game under their belt and a tough non-conference game under their belt. Week four, they play Texas A&M. Week five, they play Alabama. Then they play at Mississippi State, at BYU, which not that BYU is a super tough game, but they have to go to BYU. Then they come to Auburn. Then they play Liberty at home, which it's a winnable game, but you can't overlook them. Then you have to play LSU, then Ole Miss, and then you finish at Missouri. That's a tough schedule, and it's tough right out of the gate. I mean, four of your first five games, I could see Arkansas possibly losing. Not that they will. I don't think they beat A&M or Alabama. But looking at the schedule, I mean, that is a tough, tough stretch for Arkansas. So ESPN has Arkansas with the toughest overall Power 5 schedule Uh, just some tough road games and just a tough stretch coming out of the gate for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Looking at the easiest overall Power 5 schedule is the Virginia Cavaliers. I'm not going to pull their schedule up. Uh, I don't think many of us really care about what Virginia's schedule is. No offense to them, but I mean, we don't really keep up with Virginia football down here a whole lot. Uh, The most interesting schedule is BYU. And looking at their schedule, uh, it says... Let's see, they have, uh, they go on to Las Vegas to take on Notre Dame at Allegiant Stadium, so that's sort of interesting. Then they come home to play Arkansas. We talked about that matchup just a second ago. Um, You know, they play, they're going to play South Florida. They have Virginia, or they play Liberty, excuse me. Uh, They play Oregon. They play Stanford. 
I mean, there are some interesting games for BYU. I don't see them winning too many of those games, but they are playing decent teams, so good for them. Toughest Power 5 non-conference schedule is Georgia Tech. Uh, They are playing, let's see, they play Ole Miss, third week of the season. They have UCF, uh, and then they play Georgia. That is not fun whatsoever. They play Ole Miss, UCF, and Georgia. Georgia Tech's going to lose all three of those games. They will. They're going to lose all three. Ole Miss, UCF, and Georgia, they're at least going to lose two to Ole Miss and Georgia. I assume UCF is going to beat Georgia Tech, right? So that is definitely a tough um, Power 5 non-conference schedule. The toughest group of five non-conference schedule is Kent State. Um, Not really going to go through that one. Kent State, that's up in my neck of the woods in Ohio. I had some friends that went to Kent State. We always... uh, Always like that school. It's a nice place to go. Easiest Power 5 non-conference schedule is Michigan. So there's some wins for them. Maybe they can try and get back to a college football playoff berth. The toughest open to the season is, again, Georgia Tech. And you look at it, Georgia Tech opens the season on Monday, September 5th against number 13 Clemson. So there's a loss. And then, uh, it's. I mean, it's going to be, look, it is in Atlanta, but It's going to be a Clemson home game, I would think. Georgia Tech, they just don't have the fan base like Clemson does, right? And then you play Western Carolina, not too bad. Then they play Ole Miss. We talked about that. Then they play UCF. We talked about that. And then they play Pitt. I mean, good. I mean, that's unbelievable. They're going to lose almost all of those games. I think Georgia Tech does. I just don't know how you're able to to get through those games if you're Georgia Tech. Looking at the toughest close to the season, um, it's Mississippi State. (laughs) <laughs> this is pretty good. The The start of this little paragraph with the toughest close to the season is Mississippi State on this ESPN article by Chris Lowe. It says, who could blame them at Hale State if they're saying, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, uh, looking at the end of the schedule for Mississippi State, and y- yeah, that's exactly what they're probably saying is what in the world just happened to the end of our schedule for Mississippi State. Uh, look, in the SEC, the schedule's tough all the way around, but the end of the schedule always seems to be tough for the SEC, especially in the SEC West. And starting, I mean, I don't even know. You could say Mississippi State has one of the toughest schedules in college football. They start October 1st. They play Texas A&M at home. Then they have Arkansas at home. Then they go to Kentucky, to Alabama, back home for Auburn, home for Georgia, East Tennessee State, and then at Ole Miss. So I don't see Mississippi State winning many of those games. And you want to look up and down the entire schedule. Mississippi State plays Memphis, Arizona, at Arizona, by the way, at LSU, Bowling Green, and then A&M, Arkansas, Kentucky. That's at Kentucky, by the way. At Alabama, home for Auburn, home for Georgia, East Tennessee State, and at Ole Miss. If we're just making a quick prediction for Mississippi State right now, let's see, I have them winning against Memphis. Oh, man, at Arizona at 10 o'clock at night in Tucson. I'm going to give Arizona the win. I've got Mississippi State at 1-1. One and one. I think they're going to lose at LSU. I've got them at 1-2. and two. They beat Bowling Green. They're 2-2. Two and two. They're going to lose to A&M, so they're 2-3. and three. They lose to Arkansas, they're 2-4. and four. They're going to lose to Kentucky, that's 2-5. and five. They lose to Bama, oh man, this is getting brutal. 2-6, and 2-7 and seven after they lose to, oh man. I am Mississippi State having a horrible season, folks. I don't see them winning more than four games. I don't know where they're going to do it. 
They beat Memphis. Let's say they beat Arizona. We're talking about Mississippi State here. If they beat Memphis, they beat Arizona, they beat Bowling Green, and they beat East Tennessee State. Well, there's their four wins. Does Mississippi State get an SEC victory this season? Do they win in Baton Rouge? Can they beat A&M or Arkansas at home? Can they beat Kentucky or Alabama on the road? And can they beat Auburn and Georgia at home? And do they win at Ole Miss? I don't know if they do. I'm going to be honest. This is the first time I've looked at their schedule up and down. That's brutal. I mean, that is brutal, man. That's one of the toughest schedules I've seen. They do get some bigger games at home, but they do get big games at home. I just don't know if they're going to be able to win them. So Mississippi State, according to ESPN, has the toughest close to the season. Uh, the cushiest open to the season is UCLA. The cushiest close to the season is Arizona State. And here's Auburn's first appearance. The toughest road schedule in the entire world of college football. Auburn has the toughest road schedule, according to Chris Lowe of ESPN. And here's what the paragraph says. It says, Brian Harson has had an, a <laughs> it says Brian Harson has had smoother off seasons. He uh, resolutely survived the as Auburn's coach following an internal inquiry by the school that left him dangling. Surviving the Tigers' road schedule will be equally daunting. Auburn is the only SEC West team that has to visit both number one Alabama and number three Georgia. There's also a trip to number 21 Ole Miss the week after the Georgia game and a November, uh, November 5th trip to Mississippi State, which rallied from a 28-3 deficit to win on the Plains last season. The good news for the Tigers is that they have eight home games, including their first five at Jordan-Hare Stadium. So according to ESPN, Auburn has the toughest road schedule in college football. And, I mean, I think they're going to be right because how can you not say that when you have to go to Alabama and to Georgia, the two best teams in college football? You have to go to their place, right? And, look, a couple of years ago when the format changed in Auburn, if you remember, Auburn used to play a home-and-home, home, one at Georgia and then one with Alabama, right? They would Each year, they would either play at Georgia and home for Bama or vice versa. They'd play home for Georgia and at Alabama. And, you know, it, it was nice because you always had one of those games at home. And now you either play both of them on the road or you play both of them at home. And, sure, the years where they're both at home are really, really nice – but years like this, when you have to go to both of their places, that's just tough. And it does help Auburn a little bit that the Georgia game has been moved to the middle of the season rather than later in the season near the Alabama game. I wasn't a huge fan of the move at the time, but I think it has helped Auburn quite a bit. And I actually kind of like it. I like Auburn playing Georgia earlier in the season because now if you lose or if you get beat up or people get injured, whatever it may be, you have time to recover before you play Alabama again. Whereas before, you would play Georgia. If you're lucky, you'd have a cupcake game in between, and then you'd turn around and play Alabama. That's tough. That's absolutely tough. I wish it was still you had one at home and one away, but I do like them being separated at the same time. Auburn does not get that luxury anymore. But you look at the road games for Auburn at Georgia, at Ole Miss, at Mississippi State, and at Alabama. I mean, the only one that I feel super, super confident in Auburn winning on the road is at Mississippi State. And that's pretty bold because Auburn has not played well there at all over the past couple of years. Uh, I think Auburn can win at Ole Miss. It's going to be tough. Uh, but again, the only one I'm confident in is Auburn winning at Mississippi State. The other road games, 
Auburn's not going to be favored against Georgia, Ole Miss, or Alabama. So ESPN, I think you're right. Auburn has the toughest road schedule in college football. We'll wrap this up real quick before we take our final break. The easiest home schedule, the Georgia Bulldogs. They don't play anybody at home besides Auburn. I mean, really, they, the opener is at Oregon, right? But they're playing that on a neutral site, so you really don't have to worry about that. Georgia's home schedule is, is pretty easy. I'm sure Auburn may be the toughest game they play at home, if I had to guess. I don't have their schedule pulled up. But wrapping this up, toughest three-game stretch goes to Syracuse. And they have a bunch of must-see games, but we'll get into that later on down the road. That is the schedule breakdown around college football. The one that sticks out, or the two of them that stick out to me, Arkansas has the toughest overall schedule in college football. But when it comes to the road games, nobody's got it tougher than your Auburn Tigers. What a great time to be a fan, right? Let's take our final break here in this Tuesday edition of On the Line. We'll come back and wrap it up. We'll have a few more minutes when we come back here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Thanks for listening to ESPN 1067. When you're in the mood for some country music, real country music that is, check out the all-new Tiger Country 1045 for the best country music ever made. If it's news talk you crave, you're in luck. We've also got the number one news talk station, WANI 98.7, now in its 25th year. No matter what you want to hear, the Auburn Network family of stations has you covered. Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, you know I'm a sports fan, you're a sports fan. You wouldn't be listening to this channel if you were not. So let's talk about sports from our perspective. The overwhelming majority of us, that's right, we're spectators. We're not even participants anymore. Our days are long gone up on the field, the pitch, whatever sport that you prefer. We watch as parents, grandparents, neighbors, friends, whatever it may be. Let me challenge you today to kind of check yourself as a spectator of sports. How often have you been at a Little League game and unfortunately there's been such a conflict that the police have to show up or you've been at a college football game and because of the emotion riding high people have to be separated. One of the reasons that I love sports is not because of wins and losses, it's because of the lessons that it teaches us, the character that it builds. Sports is all throughout the Bible as an illustration of the life that we're called to live. Maybe we ought to live that life in the spectator seats, not just in the church pews. Y'all have a great day. the last thing I needed, a tree through the roof. Now I'm going to have to find someone to get the tree off the house and the roof fixed. I hope your insurance covers this. I do too. Do you actually know if you're fully covered? Don't wait until it's too late after something happens to find out that you're underinsured. The Brown Insurance Agency is here to make sure that you understand your policy and that you and your family are protected. Call Lance Brown at the Brown Insurance Agency at 334-758-0088. Lance Brown is located at 3051 Frederick Road in Opelika. Auburn Networks LLC is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information about employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notifications of job vacancies with our stations, please notify us at P.O. Box 950, Auburn, Alabama 36831 or at info at You can also call 334-826-2929. Auburn Networks LLC is an equal opportunity employer. Mike Greenberg, Greeny. College football is now in every way that matters a professional sport. Quarterbacks are signing six-figure endorsement deals. That's the definition of professional, right? Like it, don't like it, doesn't matter. Good or bad, doesn't matter. That's what's happening. College sports are now just another element of professional sports. 
just a different division, a different league. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, mornings 9 to 11 on ESPN 1067. Vita, art, the outdoors, peaches, and more in the summer issue of East Alabama Living Magazine, available now at over 100 retailers. East Alabama Living is the longest-running lifestyle magazine that focuses on culture and art in our area. We travel to Costa Rica, explore the capital city, and swoon over herons in the summer issue. Pick up your free copy at over 100 retailers or visit eastalabamaliving.com to subscribe today. are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up the Tuesday edition of On the Line, Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. After looking through this list on ESPN, just looking at the college football schedules and breaking down who's got the toughest schedule, who has the toughest home schedule, road schedule, start and into the season I mean you look at the SEC and there really is nothing like the Southeastern Conference I mean there really is just not anything close to the schedules that you see within this conference I don't know of any other team outside of the SEC that plays tough schedules every year like teams in the SEC looking up and down you know who has the easiest schedules not the SEC. Look at the categories on here, okay? The toughest overall Power 5 schedule, Arkansas, okay? Let's see. Toughest Power 5 non-conference, but that's non-conference. We're not caring about that. Non-conference, okay. Toughest open to the season, Georgia Tech. Okay, there's an ACC school. Toughest close to the season, Mississippi State, SEC. Cushiest open to the season, UCLA. Yeah, that's, that's Pac-12. Cushy is closed to the season, Arizona State. That's the Pac-12. Toughest road schedule is Auburn. So there you go. There's the SEC. Now, the easiest home schedule is Georgia, so that kind of goes against my argument. But what I'm saying here is within the SEC, it is year in, year out. It's on a week-by-week basis where you play the best teams in college football every single week. And especially in the SEC West, there are no breaks when you hit conference play. There are no weeks where you say, ah, we got this. We're fine. We're playing, you know, we're playing Kent State this week. We're fine. Ah, we're playing Rutgers this week. It's okay. They're bottom feeders. Sure, we have Vanderbilt. But even then, Vanderbilt's going to play you tough. And that's for SEC East teams to worry about. In the SEC West, there are no weeks off when you play an in-conference opponent. Just because you're playing Mississippi State, don't overlook them. And you better play for the entire four quarters. Right, Auburn? You better play the whole time. Just because you're playing Ole Miss or just because you're playing LSU with a brand new head coach, you better show up and play. There are no off weeks in the SEC West. And even when you play crossover games against the SEC East, there are no off weeks in the SEC. You can't say that about other conferences. Look at the other four out of the Power Five conferences. If you're in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or the ACC or the Big 12, there are weeks when you play teams like Rutgers and Kansas, and you play teams like Georgia Tech, or you play teams like Arizona State, and you say, our team's going to be fine. We don't have to worry about that game. Yeah, you got to show up and play, make sure you're ready, and don't make 100 turnovers, but you're not supposed to lose that game, and there's really no big threat of you losing that game, because you out-talent those teams. 
In the SEC West, that doesn't happen. If you don't show up and play, you're screwed. And you're going to lose. That's it for the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Come back tomorrow. I'd love to join you. I'll be back. Same time. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.